Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, hello. Welcome to Jules Says. I'm Julie, Jules' grandmother. And I am a chatter. I smile and greet people on the street, in stores, on public transit. When my children were little, they used to say, well, at least Catherine used to say, Mommy, I thought you weren't supposed to speak to strangers. And I said, well, I can because I'm an adult and we're in a safe place, so it's okay for me. This can work against me. In one of my earlier podcast episodes, I told the story of the pie man. Sometimes men used to interpret my friendliness as something more, which it's not, and it never was. If I thought a man was really attractive, I wouldn't approach him and start talking to him. I'd probably look away. That's just how we were raised in the olden days. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying I wouldn't have. As we walk through the world and we run into people we don't know, you never know what people are going through. And I just think sometimes it feels nice to have those brief interactions of kindness, even if you don't know the person. One of the things I especially make a point of doing is complimenting people, particularly women, because, again, the misinterpretation— Plus, women do check each other out, and we admire fashion, hair, clothing, shoes, all kinds of things. I appreciate compliments, even from strangers, which is why I compliment strangers. I know I seem like a very confident person to others, and I am confident in certain situations and about certain things. But still, it's nice to hear something kind. Something kind with no ulterior motive which is why I really appreciate compliments from women and children. 
And a lot of us often think the compliment without actually telling the person. And I think, especially with all the shit going on in the world, these small kindnesses matter. If you think something kind, please just say it. The other day I was doing some gardening. I went to the nursery to get more soil and plants, looking like a rack, dirty track pants, shirt, shoes. Excuse me, I said to another woman, probably my age, maybe older. But I just have to tell you that I love your hair, the color, the style. It's beautiful. Her face lit up with a smile. Oh, and by the way, your glasses are all so gorgeous. Oh, I've been gardening and I'm a wreck today. We always do this, don't we? Deflect the compliment. I'm trying not to do that anymore. I've seen skits of women exaggerating the deflection, which is so funny. When you see it parodied like that, it does look ridiculous. I opened my arms with a look-at-me gesture, and we laughed. I said, well, your hair is gorgeous, enjoy your gardening, and went on my way. I'm pretty sure that she appreciated the compliment. But you know what else? That little interaction made me feel happier. So I do this sort of thing all the time. And sometimes, if I'm feeling blue, I put on the most gorgeous coat Catherine bought me one year for Christmas. This coat, I call it my Mary Poppins coat, is the most beautiful, tailored as though it were made for me, double-breasted, full-length, Dolce & Gabbana coat with a gorgeous floral silk lining. It's It actually makes me, when anyone compliments me, I actually want to undo it and open it to show them the lining, but I don't. I won't wear it anywhere if I think it might get dirty or stolen, but every time I wear it, people, mostly women, but occasionally men, people stop me to tell me how beautiful it is. Now, I know it's not me, it's the coat, but still, it lifts my spirits. So if you don't already... Try telling people the nice things you're thinking about them. It might make their day better, and it will certainly elevate your own spirits. Kindness always feels good. But apparently, even innocently complimenting people in the office environment is becoming taboo. I'm sorry, but if we teach people to express discomfort and set boundaries, which we don't do a very good job of, then it should be okay to compliment people even at work. After all, we spend so much of our lives at work. Our relationships and humanity matter there too. At Abe's office, he had to go through HR training, which of course is standard these days, and they give you all the rules. They're not even allowed to compliment someone's ensemble. Really? Abe can't say to one of his cohorts, that's a nice shirt. Where did you get it? Maybe it's because men are making the rules for the most part and they're afraid. Well, no, I take that back. I shouldn't say that. I think a lot of HR personnel are women and they could be trying to prevent suggestive compliments. Certainly they need to prevent lawsuits. But I have heard men say, we don't know what we can say anymore. I'm kind of sick of hearing that because I just don't understand why this is such a challenge. All you have to do is picture yourself saying the thing to another dude, that is, if you are a cishet male or cishet. Don't you think applying faux French to anything makes it somehow sound nicer? Je suis cishet sounds so much prettier than cishet. One of the expressions for laziness is fuck the dog, or the marginally less offensive shag the dog, 
Doesn't shag le chien sound so much nicer? Je veux shagger le chien aujourd'hui. Sounds as though you're planning a really nice day. Anyway, would you say, Dude, those trousers really showcase your tight ass. Or, Your pecs are popping in that shirt. Unless you're really good friends and you're joking, you probably wouldn't. Or just picture someone else saying the thing to your wife or maybe your daughter. If it feels icky in your mind when you picture that, then don't say it to the woman you work with. It's not that hard. Use these examples as a guide. There's a difference between saying, That dress is beautiful and You look hot in that dress. Do you hear the difference? I think part of the problem is that men maybe don't generally compliment each other or ask each other about their clothes. Whereas it's perfectly natural for women to ask where other women got things or get their hair done. But I don't know. I, I just don't think men regularly do that. I will sometimes tell a man I like his shirt at work. I do sincerely admire the effort to put yourselves together fashionably. And maybe I want to get something similar for Abe. But I always qualify it and say, please tell me if me saying this makes you uncomfortable. I don't want you to worry that I have any ulterior motives because I do not. And they always just say, of course not. Plus, I'm never their boss. I mean, it should be obvious from tone and the nature of the work relationship. But some people aren't so great at reading tone, so HR needs to clearly define the boundaries for us. Which in a way is a shame because relationship and tone are everything. I was a young woman when sexual harassment rules started coming into existence in the workplace. And company policy on this issue was necessary because people were getting away with some destructive behavior. And there really was a general lack of awareness that this was even a problem. I was once on a committee in the 80s at some point to help draft some of the rules for the company I worked for. The rules included the requirement that you had to tell the person to stop before reporting the person to escalate a problem. That sounds reasonable enough, but I had a few friends and colleagues who didn't like that rule at all. It's hard to tell someone to stop, they argued. No kidding. They're absolutely right. It was, and it still can be hard to just face someone who's making you uncomfortable and ask them to stop. Part of the reason for that is because women were often raised to be nice and called aggressive if we asserted ourselves. I had no problem with people calling me aggressive. I knew I wasn't aggressive. Well, I did actually have a problem with it. My problem was it frustrated me that people interpreted directness as aggressiveness when I knew damn well that a man would never have been criticized for the same thing. But, I countered, you can imagine how difficult it is to go through the process of reporting a complaint. They aren't going to leave you out of that investigation. Surely, it's better to at least try to tell the person. And if they don't stop after you've told them, then you know you're dealing with an asshole. Well, that was the rule at my company back then. Anytime anyone crossed a line with me... And very often it was a matter of who, my work relationship with that person, and not purely what was said. If someone crossed a line, I would say very clearly, please don't do that. And they always stopped. I'm not sure why, and I'm not going to say that other people are to blame if they tell someone to stop and they don't stop, but I can tell you that when I tell someone to stop, 
I squarely face them, I look them in the eye, and I say it in a vocal register that means business. This works with dogs, it works with children, and it works with most men. Obviously, it's not going to work with someone who's got a problem and would cross lines anyway. There may be people out there who would get a kick out of trying to out of trying to control a woman like me. In my case, it worked, and I think it's worth trying first. Sometimes the person isn't aware of the impact. Here's an example from my early 20s in IT. I had a boss who was a lovely man. He was kind. He was caring. He genuinely wanted to be a good boss, and he happened to also care about being liked. He used to call me doll. Now, I was a cute little well-endowed blonde woman working in a male-dominated field. It wasn't sexual harassment. I knew he meant it in a paternal way, but I felt that an infantilizing pet name undermined my credibility. Remember, this was the mid-80s. Jobs were still routinely classified as male or female. Women were routinely referred to as girls. Equal pay was only beginning to be worked out. I asked one day if I could speak with him privately, and I told him. I, I, I said to him, listen, I know that you don't mean any harm. I do know it. However... I believe that it undermines my professional credibility when you call me doll. He was mortified. It, it hadn't occurred to him. But I said, I'm not angry with you. I'm not offended. I know you meant no harm. Please, I'm just asking you not to do it again. Because it undermines my professional credibility. My example is one where the person genuinely just needed to learn, and he gracefully accepted my perspective, and he did learn from it. And that's how it should be. That's very often all we want. However, were some of these guys assholes? Absolutely, yes, some of them actually did target other people. One guy went so far as to stalk a colleague at her home repeatedly, after multiple warnings, even after an HR investigation. I didn't find out about it until years later, which then kind of tells me maybe we need to be more open about it when somebody's doing that stuff to us. The guy was no friend to the guys either. He was just creepy and weird, so no surprise. <laughs> he didn't work in my department. He worked in another department. But one day, he came right out and told me that I was intimidating. Good. Had I known he was actually a dangerous stalker, I might have said, yeah, I'm intimidating. Now, don't fuck with my friends and colleagues. You know what you're doing. Stop. But I didn't know at the time. One day, he was returning a portable computer to the IT associate, and I happened to be there. In those days, not everybody had a laptop. There certainly were no phones with computers on them. A portable computer was like, uh heavy sewing machine. We only had a couple of them in the IT department and they had to be signed out. And it was heavy, like a heavy sewing machine. It was in its own hard plastic carrying case and weighed probably over 30 pounds. Anyway, he set it down, looked at me and said, you didn't know I was a macho man, did you? 
And I said, no, but I always figured you thought so. He had heard that I sometimes did impressions of some of my more colorful colleagues. And one day he asked me, do an impression of me. You don't want me to do that. I do, I do. Do an impression of me. (sighs) If you insist. I stared blatantly at his chest and said, hi, Julie, how's it going? Oh, no, he said. Am I that obvious? Yes. Yes, you are. And you should have learned to be a bit more stealth by this stage in your life. So, yeah, I was fairly confident and direct with the creeps. Little did I know he was worse than a creep. See, I'm not such a good judge of character, am I? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Now the polar opposite was this other man who we all loved. He was dry, he was witty, he was funny, and naughty. But we loved him, and we knew he was honestly just being funny. He was married to a woman from another department in our company, and we also loved her, and his naughty humor was not reserved for behind her back, which is telling. Fred used to say things like, Take off your clothes and see me in my office. Not to me, this is hearsay, but to at least one of the other women, and we just laughed about his comments because we knew he would die if one of us actually did it. His office at one point was just past Terry, the associate's open area. I was at her desk one day and she said to me, Julie Bird, your shoulder pad has slipped. I had these removable shoulder pads in my top, as we did back then, and one had slipped down. They were supposed to be held in place with Velcro. I positioned it directly in front of my breast, then moved to the other one down to the other breast, and we laughed and laughed about how gigantic my boobs looked with those shoulder pads in front of them. Before I had a chance to move them back up to my shoulders, I saw Fred approaching with a couple of other suits. Shit! I froze, then casually perched on the credenza against the wall across from Terry's desk. Their only path to Fred's office was to walk between us. As he approached, I smiled and said, 
Mr. Magoo, obviously not his real name. His eyes widened. Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> yes, I used my husband's name while I was married. A courtly nod. The other suits followed him. Their eyes widened, and then they each looked away as they passed and followed him into his office. Terry and I could barely contain our laughter until his office door closed. At Fred's retirement party, I could only stay long enough to say a few words and sing him a heartfelt tribute. As my song started with, What a dog! What a dog! I dropped a fur coat to reveal a sexy little dress and a feather boa and sang, He's a Tramp! from Lady and the Tramp while the whole room erupted with laughter. There's no way anyone heard any of that song. Thankfully, everyone there got the joke. They all knew Fred. Then I dashed to a play I was in. I think it was, I think it was Anne of Green Gables. I was playing Lucilla, the shopkeeper. Was Fred's behavior politically incorrect? Absolutely, yes. You can't get away with that today. But we felt as though it was harmless in his case. Maybe we were wrong to engage in all the joking, but when it's safe, it can be a lot of fun. And as with the law, HR rules are very black and white, very prescribed. I get why we need them, but you can't possibly legislate or document every nuance of these things in a rule book. Unfortunately, however, I have known people who did tell a harasser to stop but ended up feeling as though they had to report it, which is why we need rational judges and decision-makers, people who are capable of comprehending context. In every case that I'm personally aware of, and it's only a handful, the harasser was not held accountable for their actions. It seems to me that managers in HR really would just rather not deal with the issue. In one case, which is very recent, a male colleague had blatantly, repeatedly made comments about my colleague, let's call her Jolene, wearing stripper shoes. Now, her shoes were gorgeous. Very often when we went out for lunch, other women, including the servers, regularly complimented her on her shoes. She is very fashionable, and her shoes are mwah, gorgeous. He would make these comments in meetings, in front of managers, in front of everyone. She initially laughed it off, as in laughed it off for months, but it was his go-to comment for so long. It was getting boring. It was getting ridiculous. And it was like, are you actually trying to offend her, or do you think you're funny? She finally said, okay, dick, we get the joke. I like high heels. Now that's enough. Please stop. Did he stop? Hell no. He doubled down. And one day, not in a room full of people, but at a small lunch with maybe there might have been four or five of us, I was there. And in frustration, after having asked him to stop multiple times, Jolene retorted, No, Dick, I borrowed them from your daughter. Not long after that, he started spewing criticism about a strategic plan she had presented which, by the way, had been signed off and approved and praised at the executive level, saying, and I'm paraphrasing because he didn't say it to me, but he basically commented to multiple people that the work was garbage, it was never going to work, she didn't know what she was doing, and so on. 
It was so bad that one of the men told her she should do something about it. The stripper comments were one thing, but now he was criticizing her actual work in a very unprofessional manner. Now, I don't trust these processes. No matter how noble the intent, and I don't think it's noble, I think it's just because they don't want lawsuits, but I don't trust these processes, and I don't trust the people who apply them in general. So my advice to Jolene was not to report it. Everyone who's anyone knew the work was great, and he's just demonstrating publicly what an asshole he is with his comments, which not only disrespect her, but implied disrespect of dancers who disrobe, which I'm quite sure he has paid to watch at some point in his life. Besides that, I said to her, what constructive purpose was served by the guy who repeated Dick's shit-talking to you? Let's be honest, we're all guilty of sometimes saying shitty things that we don't really mean, maybe venting some of our bullshit opinions to colleagues or friends. The guy who told you what Dick had been saying should have kept his mouth shut, and the whole thing could have just blown over. I really don't understand why people repeat awful things that are said about people. Whenever that happens to me, I ask, why are you repeating this to me? Do you think I can or should do something about it? Or do you just want to hurt my feelings? Usually the response is, I just thought you should know. Well, thank you, but I would rather not know unless I need to know. If it's so heinous that I should no longer associate with the person or I'm in danger, or if it's something I should take action on, fine, let me know, but otherwise, please just keep it in the vault. So, I do think there's something to be said for ignoring bad behavior. But to ignore it is to do nothing to change the bad behavior, you might argue, and you wouldn't be wrong. The fact is, he could very well have been treating others this way, and he shouldn't get away with it. There were very few female consultants on this team, and he wasn't being stealth about it, so for whatever reason, it seemed as though he had singled Jolene out in this case. But as a consultant, you know no matter what you're dealing with, at the end of the day, they are paying you to leave. The upside is that you don't have to deal with any one organization's dysfunctional long-term crap. But the downside is that you have zero influence over improving their dysfunction. It turned out that the strategy shit-talking had been the last straw for her, though. Jolene decided his behavior should not go unchecked, so she let the manager know, who let HR know, and a fake <coughs> investigation was initiated. Well, surprise, surprise, not only did he deny everything, he claimed that she had been coming on to him and he was afraid of her, and so uncomfortable because he's a happily married man. I mean, his story was way out in left field. He certainly didn't have a vulnerable persona. And before all this went down, we had kind of assumed he was gay as a giggle. Just not out. Probably because of the wife. And then, apparently he said, I'm pretending I'm his voice crying. And then she said my daughter was a stripper. Wow, she did not say that. I was there. 
She said she borrowed her shoes from your daughter. So, what you're saying is, it was okay for you to constantly make these comments about her high heels, deny that you were insulting her, but as soon as she says she borrowed them from your daughter, mm-hmm, newsflash, motherfucker, we are all someone's daughter, mother, sister, aunt, friend, colleague. And I'm sure any young woman would love Jolene's shoes, but boy, did this thing ever get out of control. The way he turned it around made me think that old Dick the Prick had experienced deflecting issues in the past. He was a consultant who worked for different companies all the time. He sure seemed to know how to turn it around, didn't he? HR spent, I don't know, a few weeks investigating, but did they really investigate? I had witnessed his behavior multiple times. No one from HR called me. A lot of other people had witnessed it, too. And I have no idea which, if any of them, were contacted to corroborate the facts. To their credit, some of the male colleagues were outraged at his behavior. One of the guys even said, Wow, he has no idea how lucky he is. I should punch him in the face. But within about two weeks... The guys were all chummy-chummy, going out for lunch with him, planning golf trips with him. I asked one of the guys, why? Why why are you so chummy with him? Well, I have to work with him. I said, yeah, I have to work with him too. So I'm civil to him in the work context, and I do not discuss any non-work topics or otherwise fraternize with him beyond my responsibilities. But yeah, he is lucky. He's lucky that HR didn't really want to deal with the issue, so far as I can tell. They didn't want to talk to anyone who witnessed any of it and closed the (coughs) fake investigation, calling it a he-said-she-said situation. I was stunned. Jolene was stunned. She had to work with him during this whole time, too. Thankfully for her, not as much as I had to. I guarantee you he knew exactly why my tone completely turned around. But of course he didn't care. Why should he? Maybe he would have cared if every one of those men who claimed to have been so outraged, including the guy who passed on the information to Jolene, had changed their tone. But they didn't. The other thing about this is it's pretty rich that he was afraid of Jolene because she was coming on to him? What could he possibly have been afraid of? Was he ever alone with her? I can't imagine why or where, unless maybe he drove her to or from one of the work events. But just for argument's sake, let's say she did come on to him. Maybe he gave her a ride home or something. I don't know. Maybe they were in an office alone one day. What did he think would happen if he just said, "Uh, No, thanks. I'm not interested. I would never cheat on my wife. Or, no thank you, though it's true that I'm married, I'm only interested in cheating on my wife with other men. Or, Jolene, you are as hot as an exotic dancer, but you're still not hot enough for me. Did she have any influence over his career? Nope. None. Zero. Would she tell his friends? She didn't know any of his friends other than the work colleagues. And there's no way she'd say anything. She'd feel foolish. Women probably enjoy being rejected even less than men. We aren't necessarily used to it. A friend of a friend at a party last weekend said, When I was young, I didn't care who you were or what you looked like. All I cared about was whether a woman would have sex. So, yeah, 
we grew up knowing a lot of boys and men like that. Would she have fatal attraction to his wife? If you haven't seen the 1987 film Fatal Attraction starring Glenn Close, please do yourself a favor and see it. She would not have done that. Impossible. His wife and family live somewhere in the southern United States of America. He just traveled to Toronto for his contract. She doesn't know his home address. If he said no, there's nothing she could do, even if she was a stalker trying to compromise him. Nothing. She was powerless. Okay, let's see. Would she physically hurt him? Well... He's over 200 pounds, ex-military, and she's maybe 115 pounds of regular woman with two teens and a 20-plus-year-long professional history that includes zero combat training. And she cares about her professional reputation. So, to be honest, I can't imagine what possible risk he could have feared. Methinks Dick was just good at deflecting. If she had to do it again, would she report it? I asked her once, but I was a few drinks in, I'm not going to lie, so I can't remember what she actually said, but it seems to me that she would not. He got away with it. The whole process was demoralizing and painful, and he's probably doing it again anyway. To report or not to report is a difficult decision with no right or wrong answer because so often reporting doesn't change anything. It just makes everyone angry with the person who reported. And this is only one of my stories, and I'm not privy to all the stories of people I worked with. And this wasn't even a full-blown sexual assault. This was nothing in comparison, and we've seen too many instances of victims' lives being ruined. So when sexual assault victims don't report right away, have some compassion for their reluctance. And if someone is crossing a line that's making you uncomfortable, please tell the person first. And if you genuinely can't do it, get a trusted friend to help you with that. It's important because they might change. And anyway, reporting isn't fun and it doesn't always get the result you'd think. I was going to read some emails today, but I went off on a tangent. So I'm going to save those for next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you have anything you'd like to ask me or share, you can email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. I read them all and I love hearing from you. And by all means, share this podcast with your friends, family, and colleagues. Just maybe warn them about my language. Have a wonderful week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.